All right, everybody, Vinny Fisher here, the author of All Kinds of Junk. No, hey, listen, guys, here, Vinny Fisher from Total CEO. I want to, I'm all jacked up today, so I'm in this kind of mood and having lots of fun. But, you know, it's, I'm actually going to talk about a really serious subject, and that's this idea of technology, all this Y2K stuff, like the Internet of Things, and how a lot of that just is overwhelming. One bad, tragic event with a hack or a this or that can cause a whole bunch of your footprint to go down. Well, we work through that all the time. And that happens in our business. And I used to own a hosting company and I used to deal with all that stuff. Well, I'm developing a friendship with a guy, Adam Anderson, who lives cybersecurity. And I thought this was a really relevant topic. So I was excited to have him as a guest on our show. And Adam, I just wanted to welcome you to the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Adam, so this is a big subject, right? We hear, you know, you know what's the other big subject like this is like this concept of big data. Yeah. People say cybersecurity. And so before we dump into this idea of what a small business should do or what owners of business should do about how to be like potentially freaked out about this subject, <laughs> maybe a little more aware, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and like where we'd find you and all that good stuff? Yeah, so uh, Adam Anderson, um, serial entrepreneur. Uh, I've had a bunch of companies. Most of them have cratered. The only ones that were uh, are cybersecurity companies. And my loving wife said, hey, how about you stop making rock and roll cutlery and get back into the cyber game? So um, just real passionate about the small business uh, entrepreneur. Uh, okay. do um, uh, volunteer work for Clemson University, entrepreneur in residence there, mentoring a lot of their baby MBAs. Uh, I kind of call myself the dream crusher. No, you're not going to go raise a couple hundred million dollars right out of your, out the gate. You probably should come up with a sustainable business. Hey, maybe even get a job and get a side hustle. Just give it a shot. So I really love the uh, idea of cybersecurity, not because of the technology, but because our businesses are all about systems and business processes. Okay. And cybersecurity is what you do to ensure those business processes function the way you want. And right, so it. If, we, yep. if, we, if someone wants to know about you while they're looking, they can just go right to adamanderson.info. Yeah. We'll talk about some special offer stuff and things you have for our audience. But while they're like checking you out, not just your ninja beard, they, they can go. <laughs> uh, and that's um, the spelling of Anderson's with O-N, not E-N, right? So it's A-N-D-R-S-O-N, adamanderson.info. That's right. And you have a branded page at forward slash total CEO for stuff for our people. We'll talk about that gift in a little bit. But if they want to look at that while we're watching or listening, that's where they could go? Yeah, that's it. All right, cool, great. Hey, so here's how I see this, right? What, what is, let's get everyone framed in on this. What is it the thing that we're not aware of that we need? Why is this such an important issue that we need to be paying attention to cybersecurity? Uh, the game's changed. It's not the nerd in the basement anymore. The uh, common hacker today has more in common with Al Capone than it does with uh, the, the nerd with the Nintendo Power Glove, right? So right. it's... Oh, talk to us about that a little bit. It's like a behavioral thing, right? Yeah. So uh, I've got a TED Talk and it's uh, titled Cybercrime isn't about computer science, about behavioral science. So okay. the thing here is that the uh, uh, organized crime is now involved and they've done a renaissance with their uh, processes and procedures. What do they want? 
Is this uh, all about data grabbing? No, you know, it used to be. They used to think, hey, we want intellectual property. We want data grab. What they found is a lot easier. It's just disrupt your business till you feel the pain and then you pay a ransom. So ransomware is a real big thing that's hitting folks right now. And so how does that play out? Like when you say ransom, like they come in, they hit you with a bot, they do whatever they do to kind of slow your site down. They'll say, hey, we'll fix that for a thousand bucks. So like how does, I mean, yeah. like, the zeros aren't relevant, but how does that play out? So It's, it's basically like that. Either you're going to notice something is wrong, either with your website or more accurate now is somebody clicked on, clicked on something they shouldn't on email and now bam, ransomware is installed on your machine. They encrypt your hard drive and you can't access your stuff until you pay a ransom, which by the way, never pay the ransom. Never pay the ransom. Never pay the ransom. You hey, pay the ransom. A friend of mine uh, is an FBI negotiator. You might know Chris Voss, like never split the difference. Yeah. His motto is to never pay the ransom. The man's right. He's absolutely right. Matter of fact, you get on a list that, oh, this guy pays ransom. Let's hit him again. So do not pay the ransom. Right. Chances are the technology is not good. The, the key they send you isn't going to unlock your computer anyway. It's just, so. another, it's just another sucker move to keep drilling it, right? Because what do we marketers say, right? Adam, a buyer's a buyer's a buyer's a buyer. That's right. That's not necessarily always a good thing, right? No, but the science works. The science yeah. works. Buyers buy, right? So you just use the fancy term, ransomware? Yeah. That's nothing more than some kind of malicious software that gets on your computer or in your network that disrupts your business and you get like some splash page on your, uh, on your screen that says, hey, you've been hit, contact information, how you uh, engage with the, the criminal, and where to send Bitcoin. Everyone wants Bitcoin, uh, digital currency. Is that one of the triggers you look for is the, 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 the crypto digital currency is a, is a flag to where we're dealing with someone that you really have no traceability to? Yep. Yep. So I don't think people realize that, that that's a new sexy currency, but it lacks any compliance or regulatory value. So it's a big red flag to do. I'm a lawyer, right? So to me, I'm like, crypto sounds cool. And I don't know if it's <laughs> going to make money or not, but I have no recourse. Right. So it yep. just sounds cool. But I, I mean, I have to rely on Adam being a good guy. I'm just picking on you because you're on the phone. But yeah, I'm but, a good guy. Yeah, but you're yeah, right. right. But don't I have to rely? I mean, lawyers don't do well on, we just got to trust in the faith. Yeah, it's not going to happen, right? And what's the and the pain point is they're demanding payment in cryptocurrency. Majority of us probably have no idea how to go get it. So even if we wanted to pay, which we established you shouldn't, the fact that they're addressing we want bitcoins and certain hospital systems got hit with this stuff and their right. electronic medical records got locked down. They couldn't take people in the ER. They paid, right? Of course they did because they they were they're, they think they're held hostage, right? Yep. And, and the, uh, the, the struggle was, how do I get the, the cryptocurrency? So, but all right, cool. I get it. So, we got yeah. ransomware. So, what do you guys do? You come in and you literally bypass and do a bypass surgery? Or, like, how do you actually really fix the problem? Well, the thing is, is I'm a big fan of making the problem obsolete. So, you've got two strategies. You can build a giant cyber fortress and try to defend yourself. Or you can uh, know that you're going to get hit and come up with processes and procedures to make the hit irrelevant. And that's the kind of stuff I love doing. Cool. And that's all about strategic planning, right? Because it's not about the technology. You can recover. Honestly, if you have good backups, if you have a good cybersecurity insurance policy, and you have uh, intelligent people you can call, you're going to be able to recover. The problems are going to be brand damage. It's going to be loss of productivity. Yeah, we just have one of our, yeah. we, we have a data company where we mail and we do like uh, offers and we have our own. And you know, that's one of our sister companies. And it's media site like had an issue. 
and our whole team mm-hmm. like, that's our entire brand and you know, thankfully like <laughs> we're a little more techie here and like yeah. we were able to like get our mouth off the muffler pipe for about five minutes and figure it out but, right and we even know what we're doing adam so like, yeah. i get it like so the average consumer has literally no digital awareness right correct correct so how do you help them with that the first thing is uh to differentiate between basic IT services and actual cybersecurity strategic planning. And that's my wheelhouse. I love to get in and do the strategic planning, find out what- How many real business owners actually give a crap? None. The reason I can ask that- You're right. Is I own an accounting firm. Yes. I do, no one cares that I can save you money or show you how to track your numbers. They say they do, but it's all crap. They don't want it, they just need it. How do you deal with that? So the, the message I use is look, uh, let's take the accounting firm, for yeah. example. Yep. Uh, if, you're, if you're filing taxes, February, March, and April are pretty important. Yep. What would happen if you couldn't work for those months because you're working with the FBI and you're having to notify all your cyber, uh, all now, your Good customers. news for us is we're not a big tax practice, but I get your point. Yeah, exactly. I love your analogy. That's going to hurt a tax practice big time. Right. And that's the key. And maybe it won't. If you are Amish and you're creating uh, rocking chairs by hand and selling them at a free market for ca- uh, flea market for cash, you don't care about cybersecurity. So the first step is, should you even care? And if so, how much? Yeah. That's the real thing. You know, and we care, right? Because we run a cloud for all of our stuff and imagine mm-hmm. we couldn't access. So your example is better taken. Like, what if we couldn't access our cloud? What's yeah. our backup? What's our, how do we deal with that plan? And so the first thing is you would say, awareness of do you have a digital footprint that actually if disrupted would actually cause some type of disruption in your business is that kind of like step one yeah and what's your threshold for pain right so what if you can't reach the cloud if you can survive for you know two weeks without getting any of that data it's not a huge uh, inconvenience but if it's you need it hourly minutes so that's the key is you know what is your threat risk what is your your so appetite. And so how you can establish that pretty quickly by a couple of questions, yeah. right? Yeah, it's usually some homework I send you and then within the first hour we figured out if you should care or not. Okay, cool. And gotcha. That makes total sense. And then ultimately you're just helping someone at first glance put together a good strategy of yep. how to make sure you're dealing with the behavioral aspects of of the internet mob. Yeah, and one of the good uh, litmus tests for this is everybody wants to get cybersecurity insurance. There are certain key things you have to check on a box that says, I can do da-da-da-da-da before you get cybersecurity insurance. I use that as, let's make sure we can get you approved for cyber insurance. Cool. Because if we can do that, then, you're then good. You, you've done the basic blocking tackling that you need to do to defeat 90% How of the How many threat. companies out there, like, you know, like in the health supplement space, we have a lot of health supplement clients, it just seems like we do. And there's this like insurance company, Chubb, and we have a relationship with them. We work. Mm-hmm. How many cybersecurity company insurance are? There are probably not many. It's like a special, oh, right? No way, man. They're like, they're all offering this. Is stuff. it all riders to their general liability now? All really? Most of them, they do have some standalone policies, but I'll tell you the number one thing to look for. It doesn't matter about the money. It matters that it comes with a disaster response team because you'll get a million dollars and you've been hacked. You still don't know who to call. Gotcha. The insurance companies are now offering those services along with their insurance. All right. Do you hear that tribe hack number one? If you're out there by your insurance guy getting sold a rider or standalone on cybersecurity and you don't have the hazmat team that comes in and fixes there it, you go. the policy's not going to work too well. Is that what you're right. saying? That's exactly right. And a matter of fact, that solves so many problems that if you have good patching, you've got good backups and you do some basic blocking 
tackling IT, yep. that group can come in and stand you up. They have some great success stories where the, they bring in a PR person to help with your customers, a lawyer to help with the, uh, the, the law end of the thing, white hat hacker, forensics. They just bring a superstar team. And yeah, you still have to deal with it. You'll still be talking to your customers, but you're not alone. And yep. you've got professionals who've been there and done that before. You're talking 24-hour turnaround to get back to recovery if you have the right things in place beforehand. All right, so let's, let's assume we have a digital footprint. And it yep. actually has some uh, real, honest, painful considerations because that's the business you're in. We're not talking about the Amish wheelchair guy or whatever. That right, right, right. Rocking chair guy. I don't think they need wheelchairs. But my point is that. And so let's just go we're dealing with somebody who looks like they really fit cybersecurity issues. What's the first thing you'd recommend they do? Well, the first thing they need to do is calm down. So, and, and I know this is a bit touchy feeling, but cybercrime scares the hell out of people so much that they begin to make bad decisions. And so I tell people, look, it's too important to be taken seriously. Yes. Cybersecurity is just another business process. Treat it like you would marketing approach it with an analytical mind and look for your, your, uh, your threats. So the first thing I want to do is take them out of fear and bring them into curiosity. All right. So what am I trying to do? Second is you just got to know how your business works. Yeah. There's so many owners out there who don't know their books. Well, I got it. You got to know your business systems, what makes you the money, what gets you the customers and what allows you to produce your product. Those are the things we're going to be looking at to make sure they're secure. Because if you're not closing business, you're not staying in business. If you're not billing, if you're not fulfilling, I should probably make a rhyme out of that. That sounded good. If you're not billing, if you're not fulfilling, you're probably illing. I don't know. But at the end of the and day. You're certainly not chilling. You were not chilling. You could have been, but nah, man, you dropped the ball. <laughs> so that's the key is right. know thyself. You start with know thyself. Yep. And then we begin to take the next steps, which is layering on technology, processes, and procedures. All right. So it's like a lot of this, like even for us digital guys, it starts to sound very complicated fast, right? Mm -hmm. And so I love it. First thing you do is get my mouth off that muffler pipe. Love yep. it. You know, as a lawyer in my asset protection and building corporate practice, I used to have same thing. People were freaked out about the boogeyman in the closet more than they were about the reality of what could really happen to them. Exactly. Right? And so you help with that first. Then yeah. what, what happens next? Like, what should I really be? Let's say I actually believe you. Okay, fine. It's just a process. It's part of scale and growth. Accept yeah. it like I do, making sure I got to scale up customer service or make sure that my mm -hmm. campaigns are profitable. What, what would you recommend from there? So uh, you need to engage with somebody who actually knows how this stuff works. Okay. Uh, don't try to do it in-house. Um, the the I, I don't really know what these letters stand for. They just slipped my mind. CISSP. These are the guys who are the master's degree in cybersecurity who've been taught how to do business alignment with cybersecurity practices. So, so a, a certified specialist, CISSIP or whatever you said there. Yeah, CISSP. CISSP. Yep. And those folks have to have at least five years experience. So who, you don't know who to trust. You're working so you with don't actually do that work? No, that I do do that work. But if you can't get me and there's somebody who's knocking on your door, gotcha. there's, a, there's something to, to test. So if you're working directly with me, we get on the phone, we talk for 30 minutes, we find out whether or not you got a problem. 
But you and seem we, like a super nice guy. Like, so our crowd likes working with nice people, right? So I am so they, nice. So they could go to adamanderson.info forward yeah. slash total CEO. You're yeah. offering, what are you offering there? Yeah, that first 30 minutes, right? We'll, we'll get on the phone for 30 minutes to an hour. If we're really having problems, there's no real time limit. We're just going to have a talk. Because yeah, but your kind of structure is 30 minutes. You're trying yeah. to vet out that it's as an avatar that makes sense to you. If you're Correct. getting past first base and you're kissing cousins and you can see you can really work, <laughs> then we'll go. That's how it goes. That's right? absolutely right. And then we've got a methodology that we follow. That's five steps. And it's uh, you assess where you're at. You discover how you're doing with where you're trying to get to. You've got a vision of where you're going. Because, you know, honestly, if you're in growth mode, we're going to approach it differently than if you're sunsetting. All right. Now, you got something interesting here. I'm reading along your stuff. You're writing a book called Top Cyber Tips for Accountants? I am. Yep. That's kind of cool. So we have this trusted advisor network where we're, we've built out all these pimp cool things for our accountants. I think we should get you connected into that world, bud. Yeah, dude. So I'll tell you the, the big problem. Everyone loves scary statistics. I'll throw some at you. Accounts for right? sure, probably, right? <laughs> exactly right. Hold on. Wait till you see my spreadsheets. <laughs> so uh, financial services are number three on the hit list for cybercrime. Number one two. Uh, manufacturing is two. Healthcare is one. Healthcare makes yeah, sense. So financial services. But the lion's share of those attacks, 70% of cyber attack goes to small businesses. And good news for accountants and CPAs and financial planners and bookkeepers, et cetera, et cetera. They generate 18.4% of all the revenue of small businesses. They are in the number one moneymaker of small businesses. What do you mean so, by that? What, explain that. So I pulled some numbers out of uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, yep. and they did a study of the top 15 grossing uh, revenue generators. Yeah, I saw businesses. that. Great article. And so right? the number one on the list were accountants. Uh, yeah, financial service, CPA, bookkeepers. Uh, it's yep. funny. If you're really looking at that article, number one is the full service provider CPA. Number two is financial yes. advisors. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The CPAs are right at the top of that. That's uh, yeah. top of margin business. That's great. Good for them. It, and you have the keys to the kingdom. You have all the information for all the other small businesses. So these guys are super savvy. Why hit everybody when I can just hit one and get everyone else? So accountants are really being targeted hard these days. And so I figured if I was going to start somewhere, let's start with CPAs. I think yeah. I feel like I can have the biggest impact. By the way, there's 480,000 of them just in the United States alone. It's crazy. Right. And so of them, you know, I, I, by the way, I can hand you a bunch of numbers on that, right? That's, that's our market of who we work with for what we do. So it sounds like we're going to have a bigger friendship. So that's great. Sounds <laughs> yeah. like we'll, we'll work together in other ways. All right. So I thought that was really interesting. I want to make sure everyone heard that. Like, you know, your professional who's into your QuickBooks has exposure into your business. Like business owner, have you thought about that? Like, don't go just get some cheap bookkeeping service who's yep. going to do stuff for you. It doesn't matter if they market well or not. Have they even looked into what data protection looks like? And they're the back door into your business. And so, you know, here at Fully Accountable, that's one of the things, oh, you know, we have to have a plan in place because we've got to deal with that stuff. But I bet you what you're saying, probably north of 90% of the accounting community has no nothing in place, right? Which is why the True. internet mafia goes in that direction, right? That's correct. And if you really think about it, the age of the average accountant, right? The, a lot of these folks are not comfortable with technology. A lot of these folks have been doing it pen and paper for a long time. Right. And there's a huge resistance to adopting. Um, well, I'll tell you, we have clients who are like, wait a minute, we're doing this, we're doing this. We're, we're, I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, my accountant doesn't do any of that. I'm like, it doesn't suddenly make it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And so yeah. we get a lot of resistance on that kind of change. Oh, yeah. 
the by the way, you know, the accountant is an extremely trusted person. Why? Well, yeah, right. You tell me. Everything. I, exactly. You have the right? keys to the kingdom. You have the keys to the kingdom. So that trusted advisor has an amazing amount of responsibility. And so I love the fact that you're targeting in on that. And so I suspect we'll be promoting out that book for you, but that's really great. And so cool. uh, right, let's switch off the accounts because we probably lost the mindset of half of our videos <laughs> out there. It's okay. But it's come a back, mess. It's, very, it's a yeah. necessary evil, right? It's a bad yeah into your business and is that being thought about right I love that and so uh, we would love to make sure people are thinking about that because I'll tell you man Adam so many people get bored out of their mind with what we do in their business they mm -hmm. shut down and understand how critically important the leaky bucket is in numbers in statistics of indicators in technology process yeah. improvement data leak all these things are what really kill a business Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the number two thing a business dies for is insufficient capital, which is a nice way of saying no money. <laughs> Cash flow is a thing, isn't it? Cash flow is a <laughs> thing, man. Like that's the number two killer of a business. You know, ironically, you know what the number one killer of a business is? What's that? The wrong market for your product. Oh, yeah, no kidding, so right? What they're doing is they're spending all their toilet bowl marketing, raw marketing either to the wrong people with the right product or the right people with the wrong product. Yep. And like, ironically, you're blowing all your cash. So really, the number one problem should be cash flow because you're just toilable marketing it to the wrong people. Yep. So we say insufficient capital, great. I'm gonna give you more money to piss down the toilet to right. the other people. My wife's not gonna like that term, but reality <laughs> is true, right? Right. It, well, it, you know, if you're not matched up with the right customers, you're not getting the right cash flow. And at the end of the day, we can run out of uh, money once. And that's so it. what is, if let's say, uh, I think accounting is a great backdoor. What have you noticed is um, another one of those leaky buckets? So by leaky bucket. I mean, security you, wise. Yeah, it's, it's uh, your vendors. All right, let's pretend, well, actually there's two people. It, we'll talk about your employees first. Statistic, 75% yeah. of your employees exhibit risky cyber behaviors. That means they click on stuff they shouldn't. They pick up the random jump drive from the parking lot and plug it in. They do, they're susceptible to social engineering. The prince from Nigeria, yes, they're going to help him get his $50 million. Yes, they're going to well, do that's all not this real? Stuff. No, dude, don't do it. <laughs> Darn it, I've always been trying to, I thought that was my right. lottery ticket, man. Dude. Dude seemed nice too. Gosh, seemed like he really so needed my he help. He smiled. He was friendly. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what though. They have gotten super sophisticated. Listen, I'll be real with you. The other day yeah. I got a phone call, Adam. It was from a guy who's like, you're being audited by the IRS and you better take this call now. And, and I'm a tax lawyer, right? And I'm like, right. Wait a minute, the IRS never calls. They just no. send you a letter. Why? And I, and I can only imagine how many people take that phone call. Oh, yeah. No, they take it, and then they're like, look, if you want to dispute, dispute this, I'm going to need your pen, I'm going to need your account, I'm going to need da 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 and you're like, all right. By the way, I only need the four last digits of your social security. That's it. Anything else is, that's all I want from you. That's I'm right. not really asking, I want to make sure you're working with a reputable person, but once you yeah. got that, oh, yeah. and it's good news. And we give away everything else on Facebook and social media. And I'm, not, uh, and I'm not one of those guys who say, don't share. Yep. Right. This the, it's a reality now. We're a connected yep. social anyway, group. Right. Yep. So you now, if you choose to share the information, you have the responsibility to know what's coming your way.
you have to defend yourself from the social engineering. This is like one of my favorite shows I've done so far. This is great, man, because I don't think, you know why I appreciate you one? Because I share a common pain point that everyone only respects us when a problem happens. There you go. Completely blow you and I off until yep. either their cash flow is gone or they can't log into their own website. There you go. Yeah, and you know what? Preventive maintenance up front costs next to nothing compared to what it costs to try to recover from this. I always say in my law practice, boy, I wish you had a partnership agreement. (laughs) That would have been great. (laughs) We're not even having this discussion about your partner breakup. Had you thought about this? Correct. The reality is, you know, here at Fully Accountable, I dream of the day that someone brings their books. They just lack the strategy of growth. We get all the broken people. So the the reality is you get mostly broken people, right? Yeah, they have to have some kind of catalyst for why they want to take a step. And so if nothing's you, going wrong. What do you notice is the biggest broken thing? Like if I'm hearing, I'm like, oh, Vinny, mm-hmm. thanks for getting Adam on the thing. This is striking a nerve. What have you noticed is like something as an owner we should be paying attention to that is actually the catalyst that I really should pick up the phone and call? So the two big catalysts that make somebody want to pick up the phone is either yep. there's someone close to them in one of their networks have been breached and it has been brutal. Yep. Not like some malware, but you're talking hundreds of thousands, it, like right? Total fleecing the whole deal. Yep. Or you have personally been hit or had a near close, uh, a near. Um, now, why is your advice? Is it because that's likely to happen again? Yeah. Because, well, if you've been punched in the face once, you're going to like, okay, I don't, want th- I don't like that. Let's go make sure I don't get punched in the face again. All right. So that's so, the first one. But then the yeah. other thing I heard earlier in the show is that if I punched you in the face, there's a likelihood that you might not fix it correctly. I can punch you yes, again. Yes, Absolutely. Right. And so the, but the folks who come to me are usually in that kind of pain. The other side are folks who love business systems. Like these are, these are CEOs. Oh, working. Engineers? Well, more like their owners working on the business, not in the business. Right. So their, their heads aren't so into day to day that they can actually look at strategic risk. Right. These are rare cats. Right. So many of us are into sales, into fulfillment, all this other stuff that we don't back off. So the, I either, I get two people, the guys who are forward thinking cats who are able to see the big picture and they're planning for their own growth and they're building an asset. Those guys I love to work with. The others are people who have been wounded. Yeah, but those are what? 3% of the guys? I mean, I I don't even say. No, you're absolutely right. But you know, I can wish. Yeah. So (laughs) so if the unicorn is listening, you can totally go do some planning with Adam. For the rest of you who look like me, unfortunately, then what you have to do is really pay attention to these warning signs that are around your business. So pre-attack, what would be some of the warning signs you've learned that people should be paying attention to? When the business owner understands how they make their money and they understand their business processes, that's when they are able to take a next step. Gotcha. Right, and so if they see a threat towards those primary business systems. So if you're ignorant about how your business works and all you do is show up and work hard every day, but don't understand what's creating value, yep. you, you probably aren't. You're not a good cut. You're, you're cause you're, you lack the self-awareness to get right. the whole ecosystem, right? Yeah. But if you yeah. know, all right, I do behavior one, two, three, and that gets me customers. And then I do four, five, six, and now I'm good. We know we're going to concentrate on those six things. All right, let's now let's turn the light on to you since my, I don't feel like talking so badly about my business anymore. What's the, what's the big, as a CEO of your company in this wonderful thing, what's the hardest thing, what's the biggest challenge you have going on in your company right now? 
Well, so this is my second cybersecurity company. I'll talk about my first one. So I fired myself three years ago because okay. I realized I grew it beyond my competency. I'm a great startup guy. I'm really good at figuring this stuff out, but operations, oh, bless my heart. No, that's a Southern thing. I learned that while I was down here. What uh, is yeah, Southern things and operations thing or bless no, your no, heart? Bless your heart. That's, that's hey, a, just because you're a turncoat <laughs> trader from the Ohio State Buckeyes, <laughs> let's, let's, we can talk what? about your, the trader tendencies of the Southerners. Let's not get into that. <laughs> it's too soon. Still too, too soon. soon. Too, too soon. soon. Yeah, so it, what's been really difficult for me is removing myself as the CEO, but staying the owner. It's been a huge identity crisis. Who the hell am I if I'm the guy no one calls me anymore. I'm not the, the person they want to go to conferences because it turns out we are not our roles. We are, our individuality is someplace else, right? So that's been a hard thing for me over the last three years. And I keep going back and launching businesses trying to scratch that itch. And it's taken mm. me a while to separate my identity from my businesses. Nice. And so to me, that is the thing that I'm really working on right now is uh, who am I? I got to figure out my personal identity and what I really am enjoying. Uh, I'm taking my, my daughter hiking for three days, uh, you know, the rest of this week and being able to be an active participant in my family as well as building profitable companies has been a dance. That's just been fantastic to learn. That's awesome. You know, one of the things is I think that not everybody is an entrepreneur or a business owner. The reality sure. is people want to be, they dream about it. Yeah. There's only a few, few class of us who really are. And one of the things I've discovered about us is that we have a desire to acquire. It's built within Certainly. us. It's totally built within us. Yeah. So I noticed that when things that I was pulling away, not trapping myself in the business, growing the company, I noticed that I'd go start another one because I have this desire to acquire. And one of the ways, Adam, that I, that, and our audience can help speak to you and reach out to you about what works for them. And I'd encourage you guys, anyone in gals or to do that. One of the things that worked well for me that I'd encourage you to do is our COO like was frustrated as they all are by us. And, <laughs> and, and we talked this through one day and it kind of a light bulb went on for both of us that I needed to look at the broken parts of our business as a new company. Mm -hmm. well, I have the permission to come into our business and look at the things that either aren't built or done or, or, or aren't like done right as a new opportunity. And when I started doing that, instead of like going out and creating a whole new company, I can fix something in our business like yeah. it's new. Yeah. It was a game changer for us, man. I love that perspective. I love that perspective. Something to think about. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. So what, what's something that we can help you with? So the primary thing is when you're um, getting into a new market, yep. I, I am needing to collect stories and experiences of CPAs who have gone through the struggle of cyber uh, and cyber crime. Right. Well, it sounds like you're totally wanting to scratch my Rolodex, buddy. So hey, <laughs> then your job is to hunt me down, develop yeah. our relationship because yep. we have yep. thousands of those in our system and in our network and, and we can introduce you to a whole bunch of those. Well, I'll tell you what, I, it has been a really enjoyable and yet surprising experience talking to all these CPAs. I didn't think that they'd be fun at parties. Turns out these guys are business savvy. They're, they're smart cats and uh, they really get... The, the whole risk side of this thing. So and they're actually, surprisingly, most of them are the life of the party. Who would have thought? I know. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be clear. In right. a work setting, I'm, I'm a, an alien to them. 
because they work in a much more process driven way than I do. Yes. But when you take the day off and you go hang out with one of them, yeah, it's fun. Yes. Now, you know, they're, they're number three on the list of substance abuse. So hopefully that's <laughs> more of a stress issue and some other stuff, by the way, number one and two, I'm one of them. The lawyers are right up at the top with doctors. Uh, right? Yeah. Cause it's just, you can't turn the stress off. Right. right. And so, but so that story of like, we take our pro- clients problems home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, because you understand it in the way the client doesn't. It's the same thing with the cybersecurity. You, know, you go in there and you say, oh, my God, you are completely wide open. And you're like, ah, I hired a kid. He came in and looked at our firewall. We're good. No, you're not. That's not enough. Uh, but it's right. You can't own the emotion. You can't emotionally own the risk of your clients or you will be burnt out. But so at, you, this, at this season of your uh, business life and where you are with your wife and family, Mm-hmm. what's a, a piece of advice you'd give to a fellow business owner? What's like a sage piece of wisdom where you are, what's going on with your seasonal life? Yeah, I would do a work-life rebalance. And what I mean by that is you have to invest time where you need it. And sometimes you're doing hundred hours on your business, but you gotta, it's debt. You gotta pay the time back to yourself. I'm talking about physical fitness. I'm talking about eating healthy. I'm talking about pouring into your wife and kids. Yeah. And by the way, that's priority perspective, right? Absolutely. Cause I actually, I don't believe that anywhere in the Bible I can find this concept of balance. Prior- no, really seriously. <laughs> well, right? the word, And it's not the right word. It's no. priority and perspective, right? Yes. And yes. so I love what you're saying there is like, how do we reprioritize what's actually truly important in our lives? And, and a key point of that is you have to value rest. Mm. You have got to value rest. If you are pouring out constantly to everybody around you, but you never recharge, you are going to run out of gas and you're going to be no good to anyone. I've, I've started a new hobby. I'm going to be dive certified by the end of this month. And I'm going to start traveling the world and going on cool dives because that kind of adventure fills me up. It gives you know me what, what you I need. Do? Dude, I'm going to introduce you to a good friend of mine, Paul Kirchhoff. I don't know if you know him or not. He's in our mm-hmm. digital world. He owns this really cool community, EPX community and stuff. We do these really amazing things. One of them is coming up in South Africa, this like dive thing we're doing. So ah, if you like, I'm going to introduce you into the community. Would you like yeah, that? Yeah, I would love that. You, 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 you got this cool vibe. Even though you're like turncoat from Ohio, <laughs> we'll get over that. We'll forgive you. We can work through it. We'll, we can we'll, work we'll, through we'll. it. I'll be in counseling for it, but we're going to work you through that's it. That's right. That's know, right. Everything's all about OH. <laughs> well, um, you're supposed to say IO, Adam. See how far I'm, away no. from moved you are from the so, awesomeness. Of I was thinking the Stanford marching band when Ohio kicked their butts and they spelled out O-H-S-H-I. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I think well, it was back I, in the 90s. Yeah. yeah, it is. All right. We're nearing the end here. So um, tell me about you personally. Like, what's the, what's the most enjoyable thing you're up to right now besides diving? Um. Man, I'm just really loving getting back in shape. I'm hitting the gym a lot. I'm, I'm valuing my time. Full time, or are you doing it all on your own? Um, both. So I'm in a CrossFit gym, which is just the. Oh, most, so you're one of them. I'm getting there, but gotcha. here's the thing: is when you show up and then you don't leave for two hours, and what? the thing is done. One of my you... dearest friends and his wife own a CrossFit gym, and oh, I love them to death. It's my favorite. But cult. it's a cult, bro. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's cult. a cult. No, you I guys... know we have the Kool Aid, and it's it tastes so good. It, it burns when you're drinking it, but the Kool Aid is yeah. yeah so it, guys, it's that, but it's, it's also literally not a religious cult, but it's close. It is. It is. 
as close as you need to be. And, <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you my other thing that's filling me up right now uh-huh. is I, I take at least uh, two or three lunches a week and I meet with a young entrepreneur. So I met with In a, a mentoring today. sense? Yeah. Oh, and good it's for just, you. It's just about talking. So we talked about, a, a, I got a kid who is a really good um, dog trainer and he wants to start a professional services thing. I'm like, that's great. Now here's where you start and here's what three years can look like. And then the, another oh, cat today, he used to work on luxury yachts and would do all the stuff for that yeah. for 18 weeks. And like, you are master at operations. You can apply that to management consulting like, and just helping these folks take that next step. And sometimes the only thing they need, like the guy I was talking to today is like, this was helpful because you reminded me that I was worth something. Mm. Can you, can you think that I was on a, a high after that? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's I mean, a good thing. That's like pay it forward type stuff right there. Right. I mean, yeah, but it's selfish. a lot of guys just need permission. Yeah, but it's so selfish. I feel so good doing it. It's not for them. I mean, good. They got a value out of it, but it really, it helped me by giving back. Well, can we go ahead and share a secret with everyone? Let's do it. The mentors get more than the mentees. That's the truth. Buddy, I really want everyone. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. If you're not, I just told this to our, like a life group of teenagers that I help walk through life together with. I just Mm -hmm. said, if you're not mentoring somebody, you don't get it. You already have a witness and a journey to help the guy behind you. Yeah. And you grow so much doing that. Yep. That's great stuff. It's it's some of the best time I spend. All right. Adam Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. Yes. S-E-N's out there. It's spelled S-O-N like our son dot com or dot info, excuse me, forward slash total CEO. You have an offer where you'll get and let our community get on the phone with you, walk through whether or not they even should be worried about cybersecurity and then at what level, right? That's right. Love it, Adam. Hey, Adam, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. It's been great having you. Thanks, bud.